Alright guys, what is going on? Welcome into the podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen to me talk all things elite. You are listening to Elite Talk. This is a brand new podcast for the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. And before we go any further, I'd just like to say a really, really big thank you to Daniel and all the guys at Wrestling Newspaper Podcast for giving me this opportunity to cover all Elite Wrestling strictly and only. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Martin. I've podcasted for a couple of years I used to wrestle in Australia in 2013 and that's where I found the Young Bucks. Through the Young Bucks I found guys like Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. I am a massive fucking indie mark. Um, I still keep up to date with WWE but all in all this company of All Elite Wrestling is exactly what I've needed for a long fucking time just as we all have and... When the guys at Wrestling Newspaper Podcast offered me this opportunity, I couldn't say no. So I'm really, really happy to announce for 2019 and going forward into the future, I'm your guy. I am your fucking guy. Elite Talk at the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast is your non-stop for all elite wrestling. Events, signings, rumours, gossip, I've got it covered. Don't worry, I've got you. We're alright. We're all good. Uh, <laughs> so look guys we have got a lot to talk about and I do not have a lot of time so we need to jump straight into it but before we do I just need to apologise for this microphone it probably sounds like I'm talking out of an arsehole right now I've just not had time to get a new mic so I'm really really sorry hopefully this is the first and only time that this is going to sound that bad but anyway look we need to jump straight into it so for those of you who have been living under a rock for the past week or so, it was announced one minute into 2019 that All Elite Wrestling was an official thing. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes were all in with All Elite Wrestling. They are now backed by the Khan family, blah, 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 blah. You already know this. So anyway, as of last night, Tuesday night, um, well it was night for us in the UK anyway. All Elite Wrestling held a rally. And this was basically for the fans' benefit. You know, we we needed information and those guys wanted to make announcements. So, I've got notes written down here. Um, like I say, I really do apologise. This is quite rushed. Um, I've not even had time to re-watch the whole thing. In fact, what I'm going to do is... Well, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to grab a brew because I am fucking freezing. So, two secs. Oh, you cannot beat a good cup of joe on a Wednesday night. <laughs> so, yeah, after this, I am going to go and watch the rally again. I'm probably going to watch it a couple of times, in all honesty. I loved Cody's speech. Um, I loved the Hangman seg- segment. Um, oh, man, I just, I just loved a lot of things about the fucking rally. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. But anyway, let's get through the boring stuff that was announced first. Um... As boring as it is, it's still important. So anyway, uh, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, that is confirmed for May 25th, 2019 at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, Las Vegas. Um, A lot of people were happy with this. Um, This was rumoured that it was going to be in Detroit for a really stupid reason in the sense of the poster had, what was it, a Detroit Tigers? I think that's what the team was called. I don't know if they're a Major League Baseball team. And the D basically looked like it was going to be um, involved with Detroit. So a lot of people were speculating 
that it was going to be in Detroit. But a lot of fans are happy that it is going to be in Vegas. Um, Starcast 2 is happening. Now, unless I missed this, unless I dropped a bollock, um, I didn't see this get announced. But apparently it is happening. It has been announced. We we knew it was going to get announced anyway. But yeah, Starcast 2 is happening. And it's likely going to be the same weekend. Um, the moment anything gets confirmed, I'm going to throw it up on my Twitter for those guys who aren't following us on Twitter, go and follow the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Um, I think the handle is Wrestle Newspaper or Wrestle Newspaper actually podcast, but you'll be able to find it through me. Um, my handle is AEW Podcast One. I am ninety nine point nine percent sure that that is the handle. If it isn't, sue me. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so AEW's second show, after Double or Nothing, will take place in Jacksonville, Florida. And this is a really, really um, heartwarming thing. A large portion of the gate, according to Cody Rhodes, will go towards benefiting victims of gun violence. That That is amazing, not to blow smoke up AEW's ass, but they didn't need to do that. And yeah, I think it's a really, really um, nice touch. Um surprisingly no television deal was announced um i was fully expecting an announcement for television um but again i'm I'm going with jim ross on this they would not have announced AEW if they if there weren't offers on the table um offers are out there that is officially quoted i don't know who it is who said that it probably was cody or one of the books or all three of them but, yeah, the offers are out there. And it's like Jim Ross said, look, these guys aren't stupid. They're not thick. They would not announce that they are being backed by a billionaire who has got so much fucking money. They would not announce this if they didn't have any offer from TV at all. So don't worry for people who are getting a bit a bit shaky because they didn't announce things that they should have announced and they didn't announce certain people that they wanted to announce. Don't worry, it's all it's all work in progress. What what date are we even on right now? It's the ninth. This promotion has been alive for nine days. Guys, they've already announced so much in the space of nine days. Um obviously like I say for me, I did expect the T V announcement but it's not it's not a major issue. I'm getting stuck up on it here. Um, this is something as well that wasn't announced, but apparently recently has been. Um, a special on All Elite Wrestling will air on HBO Vice. That, for me, is fucking awesome. Um, for all you TV addicts out there, if you haven't watched the HBO documentary on Andre the Giant, go and watch it. It is amazing. Um even if you're a weirdo who doesn't really watch TV, I mean, I don't watch I don't watch TV, but like Netflix and stuff like that, go and watch the Andre the Giant documentary. If that is going to be the way that the All Elite Wrestling documentary is going to get put together, um, I am excited to fucking see that. Um, moving on, what have we got here? Let me just read. Cody Rhodes and Matt and Nick Jackson will be executive vice presidents. Oh, yeah, these are the roles that people are going to play in the company so far. Um, yeah, so Cody and the Young Bucks will be executive vice presidents. EVP. Um, surprisingly, I didn't see this coming. Billy Gunn is a backstage producer. Apparently, he's the first official backstage producer. Um, 
Billy Gunn has got years and years of experience behind him. This is a really good fucking move, regardless of how people think about Billy Gunn. Um, I know there's a bit of, not stigma, but people out there hating on little Billy. I don't know why. I fucking, I used to love Billy Gunn back in the day, but I know that there's, there's talk about him backstage and stuff, but look, I'm having a brew. <laughs> a brew for the one and only the badass Mr. Ass Billy Gunn but uh, no I'm really really excited for this Um, so yeah Billy Gunn is the first backstage producer officially announced Brandy Rhodes is the chief brand officer Um, again before we go any further Brandy Rhodes man Um, when she first came onto the indie scene with Cody she got a bit of heat because she wasn't the best worker and people were saying that she could she could do a lot better but I'm not going to lie this official role that she's been given when she came out last night and she was talking she was fucking good she was really good and if she's going to be official like that um, this again is a really really strong signing um, she didn't look out of place at all if anything she was she was possibly if not the most legitimate, I'd say, managerial corporate person on that stage last night. So, yeah, really, really excited to see um, what Brandy brings to the table because by the looks of it, she's going to be ruling some shit. Let's put that down. Um, Obviously, the guys, like I said before, are being backed by the Khan family. Um, The Khans have so much, so much money. They could lend me some if they really wanted to, but... Again, I don't, uh, I don't have Tony on the text, unfortunately. But anyway, we move on. So these are the people who signed with AEW. I was gonna run through how the um, how the rally was done last night. In fact, I'm going to. I'm not gonna announce who signed yet. I'm gonna do it how the rally sked, how, um, how the rally went through. Um, male and female talent will be paid equally. Dude, honestly. When Brandy announced that last night, that is something else. Do not sleep on that announcement for one second. My God. Um, You think about this. That has been announced now and people are loving it. People are retweeting it and getting it out in the world. If WWE talent sees that and they go and work events, the women especially... And they work events and they find out they're not getting paid equally. They will be held to pay. And I'm not trying to stir the pot at all. Maybe a touch. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But um, look, it's... Put yourself in the fucking talent shoes. Not just at WWE. I'm not going to paint WWE with that brush. And not single out anyone else. It's the same with TNA. It's the same with Ring of Honor. It's the same with anyone else. If you're a woman wrestler... Because it's happened for years now. If you're a woman wrestler and you go out there and you work a fucking solid 20 minute match. And you find out two jobber guys got paid more than you for doing a 10 minute scrap. Would you be happy? Would you bollocks? We know this kind of stuff happens with WWE. Um, We know it happens in TNA. Um, I remember without lasting too long on this fucking subject because there is still so much to get through. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, or was it a couple of years ago, I think, who was it who main evented the first WWE 
pay-per-view. Was it Charlotte and Sasha in the cage? I think so. I'm not massively clued up on WWE history in the past few years. I think if if I've dropped a clanger there, then I really do apologise. But to my recollection, it was Charlotte and Sasha in a cage match. Or was it a Hell in a Cell match? It was something like that. Um, and there was talk that they didn't get paid accordingly. There was talk that they did not get paid close to guys like Rollins. Um, in fact, I think that was the time that Rollins was injured, or maybe he wasn't. But anyway, that was the talk that was going on. And to be honest, all you need to do is look at the shit that WWE pulled recently with Hulk Hogan. And you tell me that that, um, that fucking company isn't scummy enough, that that is something they want, that they do. So, anyway, without trying to linger on this subject too much, personally, I think we have all Elite Wrestling to thank for this announcement because this could change the way the wrestling industry is formed going forward in the future in regards to paying talent, whether they're women or whether they're men. So, yeah, a really big well done to whoever thought of that. I think this might have been a brandy call. Um, If it is, again, like I just said then, brandy is bringing fucking heat um, right, moving forward. Jesus, there is so much to talk about. Um, Tony Khan claims that the hope is for all talents to gain full-time employment with the company. Um, I think that's just down to contract basis. I don't really know too much about the contract right now. I know the money-wise, but contract-wise, until there is a schedule lined up and until there is a TV deal sorted, um, none of us can say shit. It's just all about what we hope is going to happen. And like Tony Khan said, um, he wants full-time employment for people. So we'll see about that. And again, that's the New Japan thing. Um, obviously, the talk, especially with Kenny Omega at the moment, is that New Japan aren't working with All Elite right now. But with All Elite looking like they're about to get Kenny Omega, New Japan now do want to work with them. But if Tony Khan and All Elite want full-time contracts for these guys in the sense of they'll only let them work certain independent dates... Especially when it comes to things like WrestleMania seasons and that. If all Elite are final say, you're going to get places like New Japan. You're going to get places like Ring of Honor. We're going to look at it and go, well, I don't really like that deal. I feel like I'm getting um, I feel like I'm getting a finger in the arse there. But we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Um, there will be a working relationship with China's Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. This, again, was something that no one was talking about because no one really knew what the fuck was going on. But Matt Jackson came out and announced that um, OWE, which is um, a China, um, a wrestling company in China, uh, by the sounds of it, it's an independent wrestling company in China, um, they've got some talented hooking boys over there and they're bringing them over to AEW. This is a fantastic announcement. When have you ever known a company in the first nine days to announce they've all, they're already going to push Guys you've never even seen before in the fucking country. It's absolutely insane. So yeah, this this might backfire, it might not. But personally, I'm excited. And you know for a fact after this announcement, um, OWE in China have got a few more views on YouTube. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave that one there for now. But anyway, so I need to fucking get through what's going on here. Um, currently, AEW will not be working with New Japan, as I just said. But that may change following ROH's show with New Japan at MSG in April. Again, for me personally, a lot of this does come down to Kenny Omega. Um, when Kenny Omega was favourite to sign with WWE, New Japan 
weren't even entertaining working with anyone else but ROH. So, again, it's a bridge we cross when when we come to it, I guess. Um, the headline quotes from the rally, Cody, oh, here we go. Fuck. Again, I didn't really want to do it like this, but I am rushing, so you're getting it like this. Cody said that wins and losses will matter more than ever before. Um, that gave me shivers. That is, that if that isn't a guy who fucking gets it in 2019, because for years, wins and losses haven't mattered for so many fucking years. Look at Brock Lesnar. That says it all. That fucking says it all. That guy isn't even there enough times to see if wins and losses matter. The amount of times, I mean, you know something's wrong when Seth Rollins is putting match of the week, match of the month, contender matches on, on Raw night after night, and he's winning these matches... And the title he's feuding for is the Intercontinental title. That's the highest he can go with at the moment. Wins and losses are finally going to matter again. Um, Yeah, really, really fucking exciting announcement about that. Um, Cody also said that fans won't be fought. This is one of my favourite fucking things that he said. Oh my God. Fans will not be forced to cheer for anyone. Fans can be whatever fans they want to be. WrestleMania. Um, Was it WrestleMania 30 or 31? It was one of the two. And I don't want to talk shit about Roman Reigns, but we'll go in there for a minute. Roman Reigns was getting booed out of the fucking arena because everyone wanted Lesnar to win that title. Not even Lesnar. Rollins was obviously... A much better choice. That for me still is the second best ending to a WrestleMania of all time. Um, fuck that ending was so good. But um, everyone was shitting on Roman Reigns. Because it was the Royal Rumble win with The Rock. Um, that sucked absolute arsehole. Was it that one? Oh shit. Oh wait no it was weren't it? Re- Reigns won the Royal Rumble got booed. People didn't want him. He went to WrestleMania, got booed. Rollins came out. Or am I thinking... Oh, no, yeah, because eventually... The fucking year later... I'm getting heated now. The year later, Triple H won the Royal Rumble, eliminated Roman Reigns, and still Reigns ended up in the main event. I'm sorry, Roman. I'm sorry for coming at you with this shit. But... Oh, fuck. WWE. But this is the thing that I'm getting to. Cody said that... There won't be good guys and bad guys and you're going to have to cheer for this guy and we're going to tell you who to cheer for. And basically what I'm trying to put across is that main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, WWE were basically telling you, look, you have to cheer for this guy. Brock Lesnar, he isn't here for you. You shouldn't be cheering for him. You should be cheering for Roman Reigns. And this is what WWE have done for the past 10 to 15 years with John Cena. And I'm really sorry to Roman actually that I brought that main event up. But that was the first thing that came to mind when it came to this quote. John fucking Cena has been the guy for years that the WWE have turned around and said. Oh so you like Wade Barrett do you? Oh you you enjoy cheering for him do you? Right okay well fuck you. John Cena is the guy who is selling more merch for us. So you are going to cheer for him. And no matter how hard you cheer for Edge, Rob Van Dam, 
Rey Mysterio. Um, I was going to say Del Rio. Then what a fucking punk bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, any of these guys, Cena's going over, and that's it. And you have to cheer for John Cena because he is your hero. Cody says that fans can be whatever fans they want to be. That is, again, if you don't realise that this company gets wrestling in 2019. Fuck. That announcement, man. I'm so fucking happy right now. I really am. This is like... This is like reviewing a Royal Rumble where AJ Styles debuts 10 years ago, wins the Royal Rumble and beats Cena at WrestleMania in 10 seconds clean. It really is. It's that level of happiness. It's that level of happiness... When at SummerSlam, Lesnar just beat the holy fucking piss out of Cena. <laughs> he just fucking battered him and beat him clean. I'd not seen John Cena be beat clean. I don't think ever. That was the first time. And I was so happy. And what Cody said last night has just brought that happiness right back. <laughs> and... Uh, the final quote here is Matt Jackson. All talent, no matter gender, race, or religious views, are welcoming AEW. All they need to be is elite. Which basically means these guys are looking for the best. They are looking for the elite. They're looking for the best talent in the world. And it doesn't matter who they are. If they're elite, they're there. Um, so, yeah, those were the quotes from last night. I was going to quickly run through the schedule. Um, I've got time. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so basically Conrad Thompson opens. Um, I didn't know who Conrad Thompson was. I'm not going to lie. I've seen him on Twitter a couple of times, but I, I didn't really know who the fuck he was. But this guy warmed up the crowd. Um, shout out to Conrad Thompson. He did a really, really good fucking job last night. Uh, so yeah, he warms up the crowd and then he brings out SCU. SCU... Um, then announced obviously that they've signed we knew that um again for the people who don't follow me on twitter i broke this news along with um was it pro wrestling sheet it was someone else it was it was announced and then two minutes later i retweeted it on my twitter so yeah, if you want to go and uh, throw me a follow aew podcast one get amongst it <laughs> plug 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 but <laughs> But uh, yeah, so SCU came out, and there was a weird moment where when they announced it, all of a sudden they brought out the cheerleaders, and then there was like a two-minute segment where they put the mics down, and they they didn't leave the stage. Obviously, they was hyping themselves up, which was fine, but it just felt a bit awkward, as in like, okay, you guys actually going to leave the stage today or what? Like, we need announcements. So yeah, again, I'm not. It's, these are just little gripes. I'm not going to hold. AEW to any of this crap but I'm just saying personally I thought I was just waiting for him to be like alright that's it you've announced it we knew it um, even if it hadn't have been confirmed beforehand we knew you were signing with them and then the the weird uh, the weird fucking cheerleaders I, I, I didn't need that but you know it is what it is uh, ok so moving on then the Young Bucks came out and made their announcements obviously with the Chinese uh, OWE uh, if I'm missing anything, I'm really sorry. Like I say, I am skimming through right now because I want to record this, get it done, watch the rally again, and then edit this podcast and get it out as fast as possible. 
for you stunners, for you absolute beauties who are, if not, subscribed to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. If you are not subscribed to us, what are you doing? Subscribe right now. It is worth it. I heard also you get um, you get a free £10 in the post. Um, that goes up to £50 as well. I'm not too sure if that's true, but that's a rumour that I heard. Uh, so after the Young Bucks, then Brandy came out. Wait, is that right? Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's just go back a minute. SEU opened, went off with the cheerleaders. Then Cody came out, gave his amazing speech. Then the Young Bucks came out. All the announcements was made there. Well, most of the announcements were made there. Then Brandy comes out. Again, like I said, I loved what Brandy was saying about the women's division and equal pay. That equal pay thing, man. Fuck. Uh, I have got it down written on my notes here. Where will they scout talent from? When it comes to the women's division, I know people like Tessa Blanchard and Jordan Grace assigned to TNA, and that's been quite recently, so I don't know where they're going. Maybe they're going to scout some people from Japan. Again, there could be people, like I say, from like China. Obviously, there's some fantastic women wrestlers in Mexico. Um, yeah, I know they might even get that fucking tampon bitch. What? What's her name? Is it Priscilla Kelly? Oh, God, that's, that's another podcast for another time. Wait till she joins All Elite, then I can talk about it. This is a fucking... This is Elite talk. This is not tampon talk. This is Elite talk. Oh, fucking hell. Go and ask Jim Cornette about Priscilla Kelly. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> fucking hell. But uh, anyway, so... Yeah, really enjoyed Brandy's moment. Uh, then she brings out Britt Baker... Uh, round of applause for Britt Baker, by the way. The fact that she is still being a dentist while working events. Fucking hell. Um, Britt Baker is amazing. Um, side note to any fanboys out there of Adam Cole. Why would you not be a fan of Adam Cole, first of all? Britt Baker is the girlfriend of Adam Cole. She is. But if you think for a second that Adam Cole is going to join All Elite Wrestling because she's there, you are pissing in the wind, my friend. Um, and I'm going to bring in the homie Triple H right now. Uh, this guy is doing amazing things with NXT and um, talent bringing him up into WWE. Not so much when they get to the main roster. All you need to do is look at guys like Bobby Roode for that shit. But in general, um, I think Triple H is doing an amazing job with what he's doing over in the um, in the Fed. But um, if you honestly think that Triple H is out of the loop and doesn't, understand that Adam Cole is best friends with the Young Bucks and that his girlfriend um, is now signed with All Elite Wrestling you are a waste man. Triple H knows exactly what is going down and he will not let Adam Cole leave just because his girlfriend is signed to AEW plus it's not that. How weak do you think Adam Cole is? Adam Cole is going to be really 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 fucking happy for the Young Bucks that AEW has got this opportunity but He's not then going to jump ship just because his best mates are over there. If anything, they've probably been texting. They've probably been laughing about it. Adam Cole has probably seen this and gone, right, I'm really happy for him, but challenge accepted. This is just going to spur guys like Adam Cole on. People need to just slow their all a minute and realise, look, just because the AEW is this brand new thing and people hate on WWE, that is not a reason for these guys to start jumping ship. If you really, honestly, pin your hopes on Adam Cole going to AEW just on that reason alone, or on Britt Baker alone, 
Fuck. Dude, come on. Come on! Uh, so, anyway, Britt Baker then leaves the stage. Um, Conrad Thompson comes back on. And then we get a surprise. The first real, um, I'd say, superstar surprise. MJF comes onto the stage. Um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, if I am saying his name right. Dude, I found this guy like six months ago and I have been following him hard since then. He is one of the best heels in the industry today and I am not trying to blow smoke up this dude's ass. He's only been in wrestling a small amount of time. He's still quite young. Um, still probably very young actually. But yeah, this guy, I think he's only been in wrestling maybe three years, if that. And he is honestly one of the best heel promos going. And I am not even sucking dick. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird analogy, that, isn't it? <laughs> just, <laughs> just reminds me of that fucking bit with Derek Chisora and um, Dylan White from the other month ago. <laughs> fucking Derek Chisora. And he said, well, you know, you take laxatives and you wait 20 minutes and you go to the toilet. Yeah, well, I'm going to run through this, man. And fucking Dylan White was just staring at him and was like, it's a bit of a weird analogy, that, isn't it? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Every time I see that video, it just makes me cry. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I'm trying to get back on topic here. MJF, if you haven't seen this guy, he was at All In. He was at All In. But uh, if you haven't seen MJF, Honestly, go to YouTube and if you watch any promo of his, watch the promo, I've not seen it in a while, where he's on the American football field. Um, without getting too much into me personally, I am a massive actor promo guy. Um, one of my favourite things in wrestling is the acting in wrestling. If someone can sell me their character, I am hooked. Uh, and I used to I, I used to get involved and teach a lot of the promo um, over in New Horizons Pro Wrestling in Australia, shout out to NHPW. Um, so yeah, I'm a promo guy, and honestly, I am not gonna lie, MJF is fucking there. I am telling you, he is there. This guy is charisma in a fucking ball, and you can use this guy's promo anywhere. He is gonna sell anything. Um, so yeah, anyway, he comes on, he cuts a fucking massive heel promo as he would do. Um, it was a surprise, obviously, no one was really talking about him, to be honest, when it came to AEW. But yeah, he was in All In, so it's it's not that much of a surprise, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyway, after this, it was confirmed that he had officially signed with AEW, so obviously that is awesome for me personally, I love the guy. And then all of a sudden, while he's cutting the heel promo, um, some Jacksonville mascot comes on stage. And again, this was just a little bit. This was a thing that I thought was a bit awkward. Uh, the mascot came on stage, and MJF's like, "Look, get off the stage, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up." And the mascot there, and he's like, he's stretching, he's like, he's selling it like he's about to do something to MJF. And he, this went on for about, I'd say, almost maybe like a minute and a half, touching two minutes. And in the first thirty seconds, we're thinking, right, okay, it's, it's a build up, it's a tease. He's gonna super kick him, or he's gonna punch him, or he's gonna do something. And then a minute went by. You're thinking, right, nothing's happened yet. Come on, come on. And it got to the point where even MJF was... It felt like he was leading on, as in, like, saying, I'm drawing this promo out, what the fuck is going on? Um, so if that was on 
our next name, then, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to hold him against it. But, yeah, the next name coming out was Joey Janela. Um, he rattles MJF in the back with, I think it was a crutch. Uh, then that was it. We didn't see MJF again. Joey Janela then just gets on the microphone and says that he is a bad, bad boy. Because he is a bad, bad boy. Joey Janela. Um, again, a really strong signing for AEW. I've got it down in my notes here. Is that Joey Janela brings his own crowd. And that's because he does. Joey Janela is one of those creative guys in the industry where he isn't happy being a guy who gets booked he wants to be a booker he wants to be creative he wants to be he wants to bring in um different crowds and this guy honestly is a fucking strong signing for all elite so yeah really good signing uh joey then proceeds to start shooting t-shirts into the crowd um again i thought the stage again like i said before the stage i thought was a bit small for the crowd that they had, I don't know if they anticipated how how big the crowd was going to be. So, I know that he was shooting them in the sky, but fucking hell, you're not really going to see those t-shirts getting fired until it cracks you in the face. I thought that was a bit awkward, but again, I'm not going to hold them against it. Um, so, anyway, moving on. Then we got Hangman Page. Fucking hell, this guy, I'm, I'm really trying to rush this, guys. I've not got long left at all. But Hangman Page, fuck, I cannot push this guy anymore. I really can't. And he got pushed in this as well. For me, he got the captain quarterback spot for this entire thing. He came out and cut a great promo. He basically said that, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that he's going to get the ball and he's going to sprint with it. Um, and he's going to touch down for all elite wrestling. So he's not going to let the fans down. Uh, this is going to be his time. Um, and he announced that he was going to be the first AEW champion. That is something that isn't a surprise a lot of people were saying that he was going to be the first champion even if kenny is in that company personally i don't think it's a good move to put the title on kenny straight away because it feels like then you're forcing it um again adam page could be a bit of a too obvious guy but again with the guy that comes out next it's anyone's ball game in it so hangman page is cutting the hero captain america promo and then all of a sudden, Pac shows up. And again, go and follow me on Twitter because I fucking called it. If you go on my Twitter, I threw out two tweets about Pac saying that I fucking called that he was going to sign with AEW. There was rumours that he was in Florida. I saw those rumours about two hours before the AEW thing. And oh my God, I was fucking buzzing to see him. My boy, Pac. So by the looks of it, we're going to end up getting a Hangman Page and Pack feud for the first title of AEW. Um, it was sold really well. Um, a really good job. I find it weird that Pack came dressed like he was about to go and wrestle. I, I would have really preferred it if he'd have come in like just his fucking his Sunday best. You know, put on a suit, you tramp. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw a suit shit out here. But, um, yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. But, yeah, he came out with his title and said he's already a champion. Uh, and Hangman Page, when Pac eventually left the stage, said if that's a challenge, then he's fucking on it. Um, and I loved Page's, I think it was his tweet after it, after the, uh, after the rally was finished. He put out a tweet, and it was a picture of him and Neville facing off. And he just put, any time prick. Oh, fucking hell. I love Hangman. I cannot push this guy anymore. 
But anyway, look, I really have to skim through this now. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, the second show was in Jacksonville. Yeah, we've covered that. Uh, there was no more announcements. And then all of a sudden, Y2GA, Chris Jericho comes out. This felt like an apology to the fans for the Kenny Omega not being there. Um, obviously, Nick and Cody and Matt came out and said, that was it, the announcements were done. Thanks for coming out, um, and we'll see you around. And then, um, I keep forgetting that guy's name, I'm really sorry. Conrad Thompson comes back out, and then all of a sudden, Y2J's music hits. So Y2J comes out, and the moment Chris Jericho came out, I knew that that was it. I knew that that was it. Uh, Kenny wasn't showing up. There was going to be no more announcements. This was going to be the last one. Um, Jericho obviously cuts the Jericho promo as usual. Um, He used the universe line right at the end of it and said they're not here to change the world. They're here to change the universe. Is that a hint to the WWE universe? Maybe. Are we reading too much into it? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, After that, then fireworks was shot from the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. And that was a good firework display. That was a good firework display. And Cody said after it, because um, there was talks that people were getting thrown out of the uh, WWE SmackDown tapings that was across the road from the stadium because they were in all elite wrestling t-shirts. That is another podcast for another time. I don't have time to talk about that because I will just go off. But um, Cody said, look, we set up a massive fireworks display in front of the stadium. Um, it's obviously not right that these they're throwing out paying customers. But, um, you know, if they did fucking... It felt like a bit of an antagonising move. So a bit of a tongue-in-cheek moment there for Cody. But, yeah, the fireworks were good. Um, and then after it, the like a little side announcement was that Billy Gunn was going to be the first official producer of AEW. And like I say... I, I love the one and only. Fucking solid worker, solid guy. He was a great promo back in the day as well. He, he knows it. He gets the business. Um, so, yeah, the only things that weren't mentioned, obviously, was the TV deals and Kenny Omega. Um, I am still 100% sold that Kenny is joining uh, All Elite Wrestling. Obviously, the rumours and the talk, especially from Dave Meltzer and Solid, Solid Sheets, is that Kenny, he hasn't turned down WWE, but... He is going to. Um, the money doesn't entice him. Uh, and he just, you know, it's it's all elite wrestling. From what we're hearing about it, that is going to be the place to work. I don't want to get too much onto the Kenny Omega thing because that is another podcast for another time, especially when he signs. We know we're going to be talking about it. But in general, look, if you want Kenny to sign with WWE, that's fine. But it's Kenny Omega who's going to make the decision for Kenny Omega. If he goes to WWE, which I, I don't see happening at all, but if he goes to WWE, I, I'm still going to cheer for him. If he goes to All Elite Wrestling, I'd prefer it, and I'm going to love it the moment it gets announced, because it will get announced, and I'm still going to follow him there. If he stays in New Japan, which I think is more of a possibility than him going to WWE, that's fine. I'll cheer him in New Japan. This guy is the best wrestler in the world. Alright, throw AJ Styles' name at me, that's fine. I'm a massive fan of AJ as well. I've followed his career for years. Um, But for me personally, Kenny Omega's got the wheels over AJ and this guy's going to be going longer. Um, And yeah, come on. Just just don't get split. Don't get butter wherever he goes. He's the best in the world. Let's not be selfish here. Let's just think about what's best for Kenny. And, you know, by the sounds of it, 
what's best for him is that he's going to be going to All Elite Wrestling. Don't forget as well that the change the world term. It's, it's Kenny's turn. Kenny is the one who said he wanted to change the world. The Young Bucks and Cody are changing the business. But look, guys, that's going to do it for me. I'm really sorry that I've had to rush through this. I hope I've covered everything. If I haven't, like I said, hit me up on Twitter, AEW Podcast One. Um, a really big thank you to every single person who's followed me in the last two days. Um, fucking, I've just been aligned with Wrestling News Podcast already. Um, he's doing wonders. The, the amount that those guys are um, growing in the space of such a short time is unbelievable. If you don't subscribe to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to them. Um, but all in all, I want to say a really big thank you if you've listened to this point. Uh, and again, I'm gonna set, I'm gonna get this fucking microphone sorted out. But yeah, guys, a really, really big thank you, and I will catch you next time. <laughs>